everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate by Relationship podcast. I'm your host, Barb Betts, and I love featuring some of my favorite people here on the show. And today you're going to get to hear from another one of my fabulous agents from the RE Collective, Miss Rachel Lillard. You are going to be blown away by this dynamic realtor, but more importantly, you're going to be blown away by how she has had so much success so early in her career while raising four children. Yes, she has a husband that supports her, but I'm telling you, this girl makes it happen at home and in real estate. I am so excited for you to meet my special friend, Miss Rachel Lillard. All right. Welcome, Rachel, to the Real Estate My Relationship podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. So tell everyone just a little bit of background on who Rachel is, you know, like as a mom and a wife and like your real, your real job in life. Yes. So my name is Rachel. I have four kids. I have a nine-year-old. I have twins that are six. And then I have a four-year-old. So I have one boy, he's the baby, and then three girls. So my life is always um, loud and chaotic. And it's a lot of fun. Yep. And when um, everyone hears how amazing you are and how well you've done in real estate with four kids, they're going to be like, oh my God, how the heck did she do it? Right? It's honestly, it's because of them, really. <laughs> Tell me more about that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So about them, um, what do you mean by that? I mean, they were a big push for me to want to have a little bit of time for myself mm-hmm. and something to, you know give myself a little bit of a break from just being like the mommy, because I mean, I had, I got pregnant with the twins when they were 11 months old. And so when Solomon was born, they were one and a half. So I had three kids in diapers. I had three cribs. I had a double stroller and then some, I mean, I was like wearing a baby and pushing two babies. And I mean, people thought I had a daycare. People still think they have a daycare. (laughs) I Um, love that. (laughs) What I love that you're saying is you're saying that you got into real estate a lot because of wanting to have your own identity in something and not just being labeled a stay-at-home mom, I'm assuming. Yes, that was a definite big piece of it. I love that. I would get to go show clients homes and I was like, this is so... Sounds like a dream come true, right? (laughs) Until you had to show them 25 homes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So is there another reason you chose real estate? So obviously you wanted to do something on your own. You wanted to do something by your, you know, for yourself, but why not just go get a job? What, what, right. what attracted you to real estate? My husband. So I met my husband when I was 22 and he was 23 and he was in the buying real estate mode of, I'm going to retire by the time I'm 30 and build my empire. Love it. I love <laughs> and it. then we got married in 2007 and 2008, the market totally tanked yep. and we took a pause on buying real estate and yeah. everything that we owned was and I mean, it was worth 25% of what we bought it for. Yeah. So, um, we, I was working for an automotive customer service division and we just took all of my pay and just snowballed it and just started paying down our mortgages. Yep. And then we were living in the North, uh, the Northwest and we got transferred and I got pregnant and we moved to the East coast. We didn't even make any money on the sale of our home, but we recouped our down payment. We took that money and we paid off one of our investment properties. Love that. Absolutely love that. 
because we did that, I was able to stay home with my little baby. And I remember thinking like, wow, like the tent, our tenant is basically now it's paid off. So this money is not necessarily the replacement of a full-time job, but we can live a comfortable life. And I'm raising my daughter. This is amazing. Like I would love to help other people do the same thing. So it just was a really good fit when I don't think I even knew that about you. So I absolutely love that. I love that story because you, you took the power of owning real estate into your personal life, identified it, knew you needed some kind of independence for yourself. And like, Hey, if this is such a vehicle for us to do this, why couldn't I teach other people the power of what real estate wealth and investing can look like? I think that's amazing. I say, I love you even more now. (laughs) Okay. So when you got started, you vote now let's clarify. You've only been selling real estate now about three years. Two and a half? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. So you're very, very new into the business. What was your biggest limiting belief when you started? Oh, for sure. It was why are people going to want to use like work with me when I'm so brand new? Mm -hmm. Like they're going to look at me like, you don't have any experience. Why should I work with you rather than working with like Joe, who's been the neighborhood realtor for 40 years? Yeah. So how has that changed or how did that change for you? Or how did clients, was it even a question? Was it even a problem? Um, No, that's the funny thing is I think we put those limiting beliefs on ourselves because of our own insecurities, because while I can portray myself as being very confident, sometimes I really struggle with self-confidence and a lot of different things. But um, yeah, I was super insecure about that, but I knew that I had experience Buying and selling property personally, um, managing rental properties for myself. Um, So I thought, you know what? I can use my own experience and I can help someone walk through their their own experience. I love that. So if if a new realtor is starting out and and they are having that stress of like, no one's going to hire me. Everyone's going to know I'm brand new. um, What what do you tell them to do? What's your best advice for them? Yeah. I usually tell someone, you know what, you don't need to tell them how many months or how many years yeah. you've been working. You yeah. know, if they really want to know and they're pressing on you, you can say, I joined a new brokerage and, yeah. you know, leave yeah. it at that. or team, or I have support at, back at the office. Exactly. Yeah. Lean yeah. on others. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to toot your horn for, horn for a second um, because I know you won't and let everyone know that you've been one of my agents now for, you know, about a year and a half and um, you in 2021 tripled your business from the year before. And, and mind you, I understand that was your first year, right? But still tripling your business is a big deal. And um, I know you very well. And I know when I ask you this question, your natural reaction is going to be, well, you Barb, all the, all the systems you gave me is why I tripled my business, but I don't want to hear that answer. I want to know what you think has really attributed to your success in real estate, especially so quickly, because you are still a newer agent. So what, what's made Rachel so special? You have to talk about yourself. Oh, (laughs) um, well, something I did learn from you is being super consistent. Um, So scheduling the time to, I hate calling it lead generating because that just sounds so business minded. You and and me both, girl, you and me both. Yeah, (laughs) but scheduling the time to make those connections and um, just being really consistent at it, you know, something that I haven't seen a lot of fruit from yet, but I still do it every month as I 
I walk around my neighborhood and I pass out a market update to a hundred houses that I can actually like have a relationship with if if they want to have a relationship with me. Yes. And so I haven't gotten a listing yet, but that consistency, like they know that I'm a realtor. It's going to pay off. It's going to yeah. pay off for sure. And what I love is you're doing it in a relational way because you're doing it the hundred homes closest to your home. And so those yeah. really are your neighbors. They are people right. you want to have a relationship with, right? I mean, who doesn't want to be friendly with their neighbors and, and who better to know the neighborhood than you, right? So yeah. I'll tell you what I think is attributed to your success um, beyond the consistency is you have a very much a inquisitive and want to understand mindset. And so, um, I think that's important, right? You didn't, uh, create success in your business really quickly. And then just think you knew it all. Um, you always want to be learning. You're always asking questions. You're always asking for things to be clarified. And I'm sure that that is because you're also applying that to your business and you're taking note and you're learning so that in the field, you know how to answer the questions. And so your initial concern of being a new agent and, and someone knowing it probably Rachel, the reason they're not asking you is because you're not showing up as a new agent. I hope not. I mean, I hope people look at me like I um, am the subject matter expert on real estate, yeah. but never, I think I always let people know, like, if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to pretend or give you some fake answer. I'm going to go to my broker. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I always yeah. say it's, it's okay to say you don't know. And you've heard me say this numerous times in our office meetings. It even goes beyond that. It goes into the even experienced agent as myself with 20 years of experience. It's okay to tell a client, you know, I think you need to call an attorney and get advice from them on that, right? It's okay to have boundaries with what our capacity is. Just because you have a real estate license doesn't mean you're expected to know every single thing there is about a specific part of our business, right? And there's always a first for everything. There's always a first for everything, you know, while you're learning along on this process. So what do you think makes you different from other agents? What makes Rachel special? So honestly, I am a hustler. (laughs) I know that a lot of uh, agents are too. So that's not necessarily something special, but, um, you know, I, I will, I go, I really think I would go above and beyond for my clients. Um, I agree. So I, what do you think that's in you that pulls that out? Like what, what is it about Rachel? Like, is it the want to see them succeed so badly? Is it the want for them to be highly educated? Is it you're constantly thinking about future business? Like, or is that just how, I mean, is that how you are in everything that you do? Honestly, I'm, I, I am not going to do something just halfway, um, pretty much for the most part in most areas of my life. Like yeah. if I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it. Cause I'm a, I think I told you before, like I'm a really highly competitive person, not overtly. Like you're not going to meet me and be like, Oh my gosh, Rachel's so competitive, yeah. but yeah. cause I'm also very nice. I'm not like, you know, pushing well, out of my way. Yeah. But no. I am, like, you are a silent <laughs> assassin as uh, they like to call my daughter. It's that silent, uh, calculated, don't tell me no, or don't tell me I can't do it. I'm going to show yes. you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to show you. Yes. So I'm going to like learn as much as I can, but I'm also going to be like, 
I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be the best I can be. And if that, if that doesn't end up being the best, that's okay. But like, I'm going to sure try. <laughs> the best you can be. And it shows, I mean, it really does show in how you approach everything. So I can, I can definitely support that. What do you say your favorite thing to do is in generating leads? Like, I mean, obviously we work a, a relationship system here and you work my entire real estate by relationship system, because here at our company, it's, you know, part of our culture. What's your favorite part? Which thing do you like doing the most? You know what? I love doing social media. Yep. I love it. Um, that is a huge way. I think that I, as a newer agent was able to establish rapport with people. Um, I even, I am in escrow right now with someone that I went to high school, like sixth grade to high school with, and I don't keep in touch with him on a daily basis. We're not friends that hang out all the time, mm-hmm. but we're still connected through social media. So I was the person that he called. Girl, you know, you're uh, speaking my language when you talk about (laughs) social media for sure. And we're going to unpack that because you are doing an amazing job on social media. Um, Why do you think it's working for you? You know, I started really heavily leaning on that because I could do it at home. Mm, I love it. It's free. (laughs) And I could include my normal life in it as well. Yep. And so I thought, you know what? Not people just don't want to see like how many houses you sell or, you know, they want to have the sprinkling of the business. Right. And that's fun. Um, But they also want to see like how many times Solomon threw up this week or, um, you know, (laughs) there's always something weird and crazy going on at my house. My four kids are. Yeah. Um, Well, you've included your kids on the social media journey, which I love too. You've included them and made them part of some of your reels and some of your videos that are specifically about real estate. And I can only imagine the response you're getting because of that. Yeah, I think it's fun and um, I enjoy it. So I might as well double down on it. And yeah. um, yeah. (laughs) Well, you mentioned it's free. You mentioned you can do it at home. So you're, you're still prioritizing your job as a mom. Um, I love both of those things. And I think the third thing is like, like we talk about so much here at our brokerage is you are broadcasting, you're getting out to a wider audience, that friend from high school, you probably weren't even mailing to, but you're connected to on social media and he's watching and listening. And what is it doing? It's creating a top of mind awareness that we all want, right? When he thought of real estate, he thought of you. Right. I love that. And I know that that, that. I know that specifically because we were at inspection and the inspector was like, oh, how do you guys know each other? And he, and he said, well, we went to high school together, but I haven't seen her in 20 years. But because of social media, you know, there there's a couple other people we went to high school with that are real estate agents, but I knew I wasn't going to work with them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, that. I think. I think it has a lot to do with that. So, well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because Harold and I have had a ton of success too with social media and high school friends coming back. And I think what happens is they liked you in high school. You were a good person in high school. You were a nice person in high school. Harold was always known as a good guy in high school, great baseball player, and just everyone liked him. And so we've proven they already like us. And then you move forward to, the real estate relationship. And in that real estate relationship, it's like, it's almost a built-in trust because if you were cool back as a, in high school, why wouldn't you be an amazing person now? Right. I mean, and if you're good at what you do, it overcomes that stranger factor because you're not a stranger. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, let's talk about social media. You're really good at reels. You've been really um, consistent with posting reels. And a lot of realtors are scared of reels and they think it's all about just singing and dancing and doing silly stuff. And some of it is, but you've also found a way to not be an absolute fool on reels. I mean, I don't see you doing any really trendy dances <laughs> or anything. You use some great, audio and you bring in your kids and you talk to the camera, but what is it about reels and how is it, how are you seeing it change your, your social media, you know, activities or results? I just think, well, I, I started it because I thought it's fun. I love social, social media. This is a new thing. This is very intimidating. But back in November, when I had pretty much closed all of my business for 2021, I thought I'm going to do a reel every single day for the month of November. So not on the weekends. So it was just weekdays, but, and I did it. And so then just just making content as whatever it is, it, you, it gives you good practice. It does. And so then you learn what works. You kind of see, I still like, I don't really look at, I mean, I do go and see like how many people viewed the video, but I try not to, I try not to really make, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, it should. Um, you know, I'll have a video that had, 2000 people view it or something. That's not a lot compared to like, you know, social media influencers or whatever. And then I'll have one that maybe a hundred people viewed, but then that's the one that someone asked me a question on. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. So I, I just interviewed our good friend, Chelsea Pites, and she made a very strong statement that I love. And she said, your content's not for you. Your content's for other people. And I yeah. thought, wow. And if to your point, if that one home buyer or home seller watches that reel with a hundred views and you get a transaction out of it, or maybe it's not even just that one, maybe they've been watching all of them. And now they're like, the second I need to buy or sell real estate, I'm going to use this girl because she's entertaining. She's got four kids. I connect with her on, you know, her children or my kid gets car sick and throws up in the car too. And then you're constantly putting out real estate content that's entertaining and quick and easy to watch. It doesn't even really matter what you're saying, but you're showing up consistently. It goes back to that consistency thing, right? So they've already made a decision that they're going to use you. And who cares if they saw that video of a hundred people and that, you know, 10,000 didn't see it. Who cares, right? That most important person saw the real. So where do you get your ideas from? Do you peruse other reels? Do you save them and kind of just emulate them? What what are you doing? Because it's not easy to come up with some of this content. And I know that's a question people are thinking yeah. about. Um, I mean, I love per, like, you know, having a glass of wine on the couch at the end of the day. And then I'm just like either surfing, looking for homes or, yeah. <laughs> or on, on social media. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll see something that I'm like, Oh, I really like that sound or that's really catchy. And then I'll think like, how could I make this real estate related? Or I do follow a lot of other realtors across the country that yeah. I find interesting. Yep. And, um, I won't necessarily like copy them, but I will borrow it. Them. You borrow yes, it. I borrow it. And then if I borrow it very, very, very similarly, I always give them credit and they always, you do a great job of that. (laughs) So you're also at the same time, you're building a realtor to realtor relationship, which we all know is powerful in receiving referrals from across the country. You do a great job of that. You do a great job of showing other people's content, but what you're doing is you're borrowing. And I always say 
not very much in the world. I mean, when you talk about marketing ideas and sales, not much was created by somebody. Most of it was borrowed, right? And refined. And that's the exact same thing I do. I save reels that I either like the music or I like what they're doing. And then I save them. And then when I go to make reels, I have four or five different pieces right there that I can recreate in my own way or just use the audio from because I already have something in my head that I think is going to work with the audio that someone else shared. It's, it's not that difficult. And remember, the power is in your own network seeing it, which is who's going to see it initially. Yeah, if it catches and goes viral and you get millions of views, okay, that's fun. But it going viral isn't going to get you necessarily more real estate transactions. It's about the people seeing you consistently on your list already who already know, Rachel, that you want to see it, right? Absolutely. And just, I had to get over myself. I'm like, nobody really cares if like my hair is perfect or if like, you know, I just, I just need to show up and do it and have fun with it and not take myself so seriously. So, well, I think that's the key is we, when we don't take ourselves seriously, people relate to that, right? People relate to the human element. You know, you know, my journey I've gone through this year and, and people really relate to the real humans that we are with all of our flaws and all of the good stuff. And um, that's really what you're doing. You know, you're admitting that you're having a mom day, right? You've shown your house a mess. You've shown the disaster the children left behind, right? (laughs) You're not afraid to have those conversations. And I think that's what makes you, you and attracts people to want to work with you hands down. So if you could do one thing starting over again, what would it be? Like if you were talking to a brand new agent and you're like, don't make this mistake, what would it be? 100% treat it like a business from the start. Mm -hmm. I got into it and I kind of was just like, this is, I love it. It's going to be great. I'm going to go at my own pace, but I treated it more like a hobby Yeah, like from a business perspective um, because I, you know, I didn't have like a business, you know, checking account set up. I didn't have a business credit card. I just loosey goosey. Like I didn't pay attention to how much I was spending and stuff. Um, And so knowing all of those numbers can really give you freedom and power to spend money and invest in your business and also, can, um, you know, tell a bigger story. So I would, I wish I would have started that sooner. I love that. It's probably the best advice that um, you could give a new agent. And we don't talk about it enough. We go immediately to lead generation or write something else instead of a foundational principle of you're running a business. You are getting 1099 income, which anybody that gets 1099 income equals a business, right? You have to file a schedule C on your tax returns. And um, to your point, you didn't necessarily have to learn the hard way. You know, some agents have had to, you know, owe money to the IRS for years and in all kinds of things, but you could have been a lot more organized, a lot more systematized. And more importantly, I think it probably gave you, correct me if I'm wrong, but probably gave you a different kind of lifted your shoulders up a little bit higher, right? Like I'm, I own a business. Yeah, definitely. Rachel's selling real estate. Like I own an actual business. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely wish I would have started sooner. (laughs) Yeah. So the market's really, really hard right now. And you are trudging through just like so many agents out there. Um, So for clarity, I always like to remind people we're recording this in early 2022. So you'll have some 
some uh, continuity. If you listen to this down the road, what's, what's working right now, what's helping you the most not lose your sanity and actually get your clients under contract. Oh man. It is like, it is a beast out there. Um, I think being really, um, upfront at the beginning, I always have um, a consultation with buyers, you know, cause really buyers are the ones that are yeah. having a hard time sure. right now. <laughs> For sure. um, and it's a delicate balance. Cause you want to be so excited for them as they're starting on this journey and you want to support them and keep the positivity up, but you also want to lay the groundwork for this is not going to be for the faint of heart. And um, we may have to put in a handful of offers and that's absolutely typical and should be expected. And we're going to be on this real estate roller coaster together. Uh, So setting those expectations um, and then just, you know, strong communication. And that's hard because, you know, listing agents are, are busy. They don't have a ton of time to answer a lot of phone calls or, um, but if you can get a listing agent on on the phone, just having that good communication and being very positive and encouraging with them too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love, I love all of that. And I love most importantly, you talked about setting the foundation of expectations. I think that's the biggest flaw I see right now with agents, with buyers is buyers are getting frustrated with you. They think you're not doing your job because you never explained to them the reality of this market or didn't ensure that they're properly set up with the expectation of we're going to look at properties, you know, 50,000 to $75,000 below, at least in our Southern California market below your max out price. Because if we start at your max out price, Mr. Mrs. Buyer, and everybody bids up, over that, you're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel like you didn't even have a chance. Um, And I think that setting those expectations that we're going to have to write 10, 15, 20 offers in some cases till we find the perfect home for you is hard. But if you don't have those conversations up front, then they are going to think, you know what, I'm going to go find someone else or another agent's going to convince them that it's the agent and not necessarily just the challenges of the market, right? Because we know that's going on all the time right now. Right afterwards, they send me like five houses and they're all at their top of the budget, you know? And so it was like reiterating that again, even though we just had that consult, but talking again, like, hey, you can go and check all of these out. Sure. But they're going to go, yeah, 50 grand over. And eventually if we write on these and, you just, and you're not getting your offers accepted, you're going to look at me sideways and think, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You are a ray of sunshine. You, I'm so incredibly proud of you. Um, I know that hearing these real stories from real agents that are really out there building their businesses, you, especially just a couple of years into it is so inspiring to others. So thank you so much for being here today and doing a great job um, for me and for all of our listeners. But most importantly, where can realtors find you? So if they want to follow you or connect with you, where are you at in the social crazy world? I am on Instagram a lot and TikToks, newerly to TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Lillard Realtor. It's nice. just my name with, my, with Realtor after it. And then of course on Facebook. But. Yeah. Well, we will link all of your social profiles below in the show notes. And um, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for giving your time today. I know you blessed 
um, some agents out there. I know that this, even though you don't feel it, this is going to help somebody. So I appreciate you so much. And friends listening, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, tell all your friends about the real estate by relationship podcast. And until next time, friends, we will see you very soon. Bye for now. Bye.